I don't remember, but I do remember that series that really got me back into Twilight Zone at the time because I was like, I liked Twilight Zone, the old one, and then I saw those and they were all really strong. Like there was one, yeah. Like if the guy told his his dad a story but left it at a cliffhanger every night, like the next night he'd have to like the dad would still live, and then like generations, like they were they were able to keep. Was that the Twilight Zone? I thought it was. I don't know. Yeah, I get it mixed up. So because there were a couple other anthology series around at the time, but that's a little hazy. Yeah. There's one where like I can't remember how this one ended. What the story was, but like there like there was some kind of construction crew that had to build every moment in time. Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. They've got like like yellow tools or something yeah yeah, yeah. it's this, this really funky cartoony production design it's, yeah. it's really really funny and then and at one point one of the characters like why does time work that way and he's like that's just how it works Delete. you know that, move your mic <laughs> but yeah this is good mini this is good mini episode stuff yeah <laughs> but yeah that was a fun one yeah i mean I just i just remember enjoying a lot of those like, they build it like minute by minute and yeah. they gotta jump on board for the next minute yeah this is like next year we're getting started on next year you know blah 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 yeah yeah and they, and they show them laying the foundation and yeah, stuff they were like laying down like the gravel and building yeah. the city again i was just like i loved how like ridiculously inefficient the whole idea yeah. was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They have to build reality yeah. every, every moment. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, well, I think and it's like one minute somehow, in time. Somehow, like, a couple of humans, like, get into that. Get into that. T- they're, like... They, they fall out of their time They fall stream. out of their time and into the time where the construction workers are building the yeah. sets. Yeah, they jump ahead a little early. And, uh, and at one point, you know, he's saying, you know, you ever lose your keys and come back later and find them? When someplace you've already looked, that's that's it's just us. We went, yeah, fixed it. We slipped we, up. That's all. It yeah, happens. Yeah, yeah, you know, and yeah, that's kind of like the same with the story one. It was like the story one is like you know they were talking the story the story one where it keeps their father alive. Yeah, yeah. like it's like the cliffhanger every night. Yeah, the cliffhanger every night. But then at the end of the night, at the end of the story, it talks about like it jumping forward in time and then following the guy into a like an like a somebody's home, and then it's like. Is the guy going to still be alive? And then it ends up being like he's telling a story within a story, and it's he's telling it to somebody else. He's telling yeah. it to his own father. So it's like yeah. that's like the sort of like I, I, you know, as a ten year old, I was like, oh, that's cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> do, you, yeah do you remember the one where the guy um, wakes up and his w- goes downstairs, and his wife's like, "Hi, honey, do you want dinosaur for breakfast?" Oh yeah, and yeah. Like, and he's like, what did you say? And she's like, I'm making dinosaur for breakfast. And it's like eggs. And the premise of it is that all of the words have changed meaning. So like... But like one word all, at a time. It's all one word at a time. So it's like... The language is gradually is changing. speaking English, but all the words have different meanings. Yeah. So he like freaks out, obviously, because he can't understand what anybody's saying to him because their sentences don't make any sense. And then at the end of the episode, he, like, goes into his kid's room and, like, takes, like, a... Children's book, A yeah. children's book off and, the wall. And, and starts, starts relearning all the words, to, like, yeah. relearn yeah. what all the new... What all the words mean now. Right, yeah. But it is actually a... a cool episode. It's actually a brain disorder uh, similar to that called aphasia, where, where your, your, your words get mistranslated as you speak. You know, you, you, you don't have the same association between word and concept. Uh, I have that problem. <laughs> but yeah, that's a that's a really 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 cool episode. 
Yeah, I don't know much about like how that one got that series got made, but I thought the eighties one was like fantastic. I was like, there's actually it's funny. There's a chain of custody going all the way back to the original Twilight Zone. Yeah, a lot of the writers from Twilight Zone went on to Night Gallery, and and some of those went on to this. this Our old show. pal Harlan Ellison wrote on wrote Twilight Zone episode. He did. Right. Yeah, he was a creative consultant on the new one in the eighties. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then then there was like uh, Dark Room. Mm-hmm. If you've heard of that, and, yeah. and some of the new Outer Limits, all of those things, is kind of the same team of writers, you know, writers are dropping it out, but the, there is kind of a, uh, uh, like a brain trust that followed. It was, it was, it was, uh, groups of the same writers would, would move on from one project to the next. So, so there's, there's kind of a, a continual memory from Twilight Zone New Twilight Zone all the way back down to the original through these different anthology shows that came and went over the years. Yeah. I like that short, kind of like one-off format, but I guess a lot of people don't like it. Yeah. It always appealed to me. It's like, yeah, I like just coming in. I don't have to know, like, what's Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. There's nothing. You, you come in for a story, and you get a story, and, and you don't have to have any commitment going in or out. You just watch the story. Because that's what I'll say. What like, the, it's expensive. The, uh, that's why. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you don't have any standing like sets. Uh, you need new sets, new costumes, new, new costumes, everything. new production design new for every episode. Every week. And in, in the new Twilight Zone, they'd often have three they stories. Like three stories in one an hour. Episode. Yeah. And and each of those had to be independently produced and conceived. Uh, that's why that's why the people in charge of the money don't like it. And like a lot of yeah. times they were like I mean, I guess this is pretty typical for television, but they had like new different directors for everyone, different production staff on some levels, I think. On yeah, yeah. But they, they were done in blocks. You know, yeah. their team would do a block. Uh but uh that, yeah, you had a different look and feel to each story because they uh, sometimes bring on these big shot directors to do a do a story, and they they they'd really put their heart into it because they were doing a Twilight. Did zone. you watch Amazing Stories, Blake? That's the show. That's yeah, the I was yeah. To the name. Yeah, I'm I'm wondering if that because I can't remember some stories because they were about the same time. I confused it was on, sometimes. They, I feel like they were on like. Exactly, yeah, exactly the same like time. The sort of family friendly Twilight. Yeah, yeah it sometimes was less creepy. There were no like dark episodes of them. <laughs> oh, some of them were a little dark. Some, some of them were a little dark. Not like Twilight Zone. Most of them were fun, the though. World dark. There was like one yeah, where right, right, it becomes yeah. magnetic, and it's, I kind of remember it having kind of a darker ending, but... Yeah. Yeah, some of them were dark, but not nearly... I mean, the Twilight Zone got really dark. Yeah, they like questioned, really like, dark. what's the point of humanity? Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, did, they did Ray Bradbury's Examination Day as a little short episode. What's the point um, of... Uh, that's a really dark one. I don't know that story. Oh, this this kid is all concerned about this uh, IQ test he is coming up. What are uh, they? Oh, banana it, chips. It's it's like this big deal, and he's worried about whether he's going to do well on it. And uh, and his parents say, "Don't worry, it, you'll do fine. Everyone does fine." And he's a really clever, inquisitive kid, and he asks a lot of questions that his parents can't answer. Anyway, eventually he goes in for the test. They give him like this truth serum before he starts the test just to make sure his answers are honest. And it turns out at the end, uh, his IQ exceeded government limits. And so the, the, he gets a phone, the parents get a phone call saying, you know, your, your son's body uh, is ready to be disposed of. You know, they basically exterminate anyone yeah. whose IQ exceeds a certain level. Uh, you know, to keep he's the population. too smart. Yeah. yeah. That is the twist. That's, that's the punchline. No, the my wow. Yeah, it's a really, really dark one. about not being smart enough. It's, yeah, it's a really dark episode. Nice. And uh, the, tw- the short story Ray Bradbury is based on... was dark as fuck. Yeah. Like, he's got sh- that reputation as the, being like... The short story it's based on is chilling. I mean, yeah. it's just this, this, this terrifying read when you get to the end. There's a Ray Bradbury story. I can't remember what it's called, but it's about 
there it's on a it's on another planet where it rains like every all summer day, and a day. every yeah. day yeah. of the year except yeah. one day yeah and so th- it's in it's set in like an elementary school classroom and the kids are all excited because it's the it's one on day. venus it's the one and day. it's continually clouded over it's what, like the one, one day, day of, year. of the year where the sun comes out yeah. and they can actually like see the sun so the kids are all excited and this one little girl who's like the protagonist of the story she's gets bullied like she's like the target of the bullies in her classroom and they like well she grew up on earth so she's actually seen the sun they lock her in the closet at the end of the story they lock her in the closet so she can't see the sun she does so that she misses her chance to see the sun (laughs) it's just like that's just fucked up i've seen a few adaptations of it and they always they they try to soften that ending because it's just so bleak yeah. It's so she dark. Can, like, hear them through the door. They're like, <laughs> yeah. right, having fun and everybody's having a great time. Yeah. Well, they forget about her as a thing. They, they they aren't trying to do harm. That's that's the other end of the tragedy. They're not really trying to do this horrible thing to her. It happens inadvertently through their bullying. You know, yeah, kids uh, are the worst. But, but there's nothing there's nothing they can do to undo it at the end. You know, there's there's no there's no fix. I seen the sun and that all that in here. Or should we start without her? I don't know what's going on with that. Uh, I will go do a brief check. You guys keep talking about some famous Twilight, Twilight yeah. Zone and amazing stories, and I will be right back. But yeah, those two shows kind of <laughs> run together in my head because they were they were uh, on about the same time. The only amazing stories I can remember is the one where the guy draws the landing gear. That's the one that always comes into my. Head. Is that the Spielberg one? Yeah, Spielberg yeah. directed yeah, that. Yeah, it's like World War Two and the yeah, bomber. Yeah. And Zemeckis did the one with uh, Christopher Lloyd. Uh, what the the animated one? Family Dog. That was Brad Bird. That was like the start of Brad Bird's animated career in a way. Because Family Dog went on to be a short-lived TV series. And then uh, he... I remember there was one where there are aliens that their entire knowledge of, of Earth is from television broadcast signals. Yeah, that's... I don't know if that was an episode or something, or no, it's, or the a, plot of Explorers, or it's also, both. It's also part of. It's also the plot of. Explorers. But it, there's also an amazing stories. Okay, so it's both. There's, there's, both, yeah, it's okay. both. There, yeah. yeah, that is just I know, but yeah. I remember the amazing stories episode because they talk about Uncle Milty all the time. Right in, <laughs> in that episode, the aliens right. are constantly They're referencing into Uncle Milty. <laughs> when I was a kid, I had the the novelization of Explorers. Right on. Uh, and re- I remember reading it after uh, and seeing the movie and thinking that the book was so much better because they added all that stuff, you know, that gets cut out of movies all the time. Like, right, yeah. the novelization was so much better than the movie. I'm sure if I read it now, I would be like, this is a hack piece of garbage. But <laughs> I was like, this is a great, I, this is a great story. It's a little bit like last starfighter. Cause it's such a wish fulfillment movie. It's about building your own well, spaceship right. and, and, then, flying and, and then going and meeting a bunch of aliens. aliens. Yeah, who shit. was it? I, I think it was like Vonda McIntyre. Somebody did the novelization. The novels. That sounds, that sounds no for star Trek right. five. For Star Trek, she wrote 5. a shit ton of those. Yeah, and she, she wrote like every Star- and she really she wrote worked, every franchise there is. She worked hard to patch all the plot holes in the script and yeah. make it into a compelling story that worked on on paper. It probably is, the book is probably better than the movie. Yeah, I read a shitload. Asimov did that with Star Trek uh, books as a kid. Uh, f- uh, in between my readings of the the, the, the shrink, what are they, the fantastic, fantastic voyage, I, I think it's called. That one, where they shrink and go uh, into the guy's head. Yeah, the Asimov novelization uh, attempts to plot, patch all the oh, plot holes pretty, that arise when you, when you voyage. do that. And uh, he later 
like rewrote that entirely. Did a, did a uh, fantastic voyage story that wasn't in any way uh, like beholden to the original script. You know, he just he just went completely free with with telling the story in a in a reasonably plausible way. Our fourth grade teacher showed us that movie. That's a fun movie. Yeah, it was Raquel Welch, uh, Donald Pleasance. Yeah, the bad guy. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it's just a fun movie. But yeah, it was. You listen to my favorite murder, right? Yes, it's my jam. You see the Archer they did based on that? No, I don't watch it's Archer. It's hysterical. I'm sure I've heard it's a great show. Uh, yeah. Anna knows that Karen Kilgariff because she worked on. That makes sense. She did that true. She did that uh, talk show, the game show. Okay. Anna produced that, and Karen Kilgariff oh. was like one of the panelists. All right. Well, what what did she what she do? I can't remember now. Yeah, she said she was pretty kit chill. Yeah. She only wanted to be filmed from here up because she didn't like the way she looked from yeah, both here down. <laughs> I was like, well, that's TV people for you. I mean. Yeah. Philippe has returned. Oh, everybody's back. Are we ready? Should we? Very good. There should be some stuff that's going on in Fortnite. Yeah. The crack oh. in the sky is dissipating. Yeah. and they're... Are they dancing? So what's Fortnite? I mean, I know it's a video game, but like, what's the premise of it? So I don't know if you're familiar with the hey, uh, Jake, the Battle for Royale the format of video games. Towels. It's a new kind of format oh, that's popular. You can do it for me. Uh, what Battle Royale? Thank you, thank you. Like thank the movie, you, Aaron. It's I kind of that. yeah. It's all kind of stuns for the movie. So the Battle Royale is a kind of a new um, trend in video games, and they are essentially everybody drops into a uh, like an island or some kind of closed uh-huh. area, like an arena. Yeah, and they have nothing to start with, and they have to find weapons and so forth and, uh-huh. and, it, and, and then last man standing last wins. man standing wins and it's really a popular format and really i mean there's been it's been around for a while but PUBG, pub player ba- uh player unknown battlegrounds really uh got it popularized and wait uh, PUBG stands for player unknown battlegrounds yep okay. and then that one started it off kind of gotten a super popular echelon for it and then uh-huh. fortnite has just <laughs> taken over because fortnite is free and um, it's free. It's free yeah. to download and play, and then they basically on sell. You, do you play on your phone, or do you play yeah. on like a PC? You can play. You can play on almost any yeah. device, Never. really. But uh, most people, I mean, my kids play on PlayStation, but um, and, iPad. and iPad, yeah. So oh, so I could go to the PlayStation Store and download it. Onto yeah, it's my free. PlayStation. And like what they basically charge you for is uh, this is not an cosmetics. advertisement for Fortnite, by the way. I'm just no, definitely questions. not. <laughs> they don't need it. Yeah, yeah. Every kid. And my kid's school plays it. it. How do they make money if it's free to play? Where's Uh, the monetization? Cosmetics. So if you You want to look upgrades to buy special in game upgrades. (laughs) Yeah, in game upgrades. Uh They they they're quite profitable. Costumes and dances. Costumes, dances, you can dance and um there's all sorts of things like you have different things, cosmetics you can buy and all that that that's where the that's where their big uh money comes. That's where they make the money is from people wanting wanting to be fancy. Yep. So yeah, my kids are into it. So they were showing me some some stuff, and they've had some really fun tie-ins, but like and then Thanos what's, and stuff. What's um what's um Overwatch? Overwatch. The reason I'm asking this is because I saw a thing the other day about like the Overwatch World Championships or something, and it was like in a 
like hockey or stadium or someplace yeah. and like yeah. convention center. Yeah. It's a com- and, it's- and I know I sound like a total like rube here because I don't already know these things, but I was like, oh, people actually go esports physically e-sports to watch big these thing. things. Big uh, money. Yeah. Well, I noticed the the monitor you got says esports. Like it's de- it's specifically an esports monitor. Yeah, that's right. It's esports. Okay, that's <laughs> yeah. So it's uh, I mean like. Some of these, com- so Overwatch is a competitive uh, hero shooter, uh-huh. and so it's it's like where you've got a gang and you and your gang run around and try and kill the other. Yeah, gang. there's objectives, and every person on your gang is like a hero, and you can kind of do something a little bit different and special, and and so you have to coordinate between that. So it's basically a fast paced first person, uh, you know. Uh, and the people who are good at this and are on these teams and play in these leagues, like actually make serious amounts of money doing this professionally. Yeah, for the top, I mean, the top, the top players in different esports now, you know, you know, get make, you know, multi, I mean, the purses on these prizes are, you know, for some of these places are over several million dollars. It's it's amazing to me. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, all the big teams like live and play together in like mansions owned by... (laughs) They're, owned they're, by the, their club, the the sponsor. Whoever's no, they, them. the clubs are their own owners. Oh, okay. yeah. kind of like you know the NFL and so on has uh-huh. football clubs, and right? Stuff. Yeah, so like or, a, yeah. a team might like actually buy a house for a group so they can play together and practice together and stuff like that. And I mean, they're pretty serious. I mean, internationally, it's very big too. It's so I mean, this there are a lot of the Let's leading companies. talk about yeah body snatchers like that is. <laughs> There's I mean, cool. I mean, that's. Gr- I don't know why I'm shitting on it. It's uh, it's amazing. No, no, it's, well, it's a-, a fairly recent phenomenon compared to other sports that draw an arena. People so had a problem still- with football when it first started. <laughs> it's true. Well, they, I, I I remember. Uh, I think it sounds like I, I was there. A- I was a, there when football came out. There's and, a, uh, there's boy, a Penn and Teller. Uh, like Penn and Teller's bullshit about violence in video games and uh-huh. how that being a trigger for violence in the real world is bullshit. Uh-huh. And in it, he, they do this comparison of what if it had been video games that had been the spectator sport since the early 1900s to now. Right. And uh-huh. then in the last 10 years, football became Uh, a thing what would the reaction be and the reaction would be this is a violent death sport right and (laughs) society would think this is the worst ill you could ever come up with right right Right. but people have been watching but you know and people that their whole point was that we're just used to football. Yeah, you're used to football, so that's okay. But violence in video games—that's the cause of of uh, and in a in a classic make Sean cry moment. The end of that episode. If you don't cry at the end of that episode, at the end of an episode of Penn and you, if you, I swear to God, you cry. Find that episode. There, all of it, and it's. I swear to God, if you don't cry at the end of that episode, you have no heart. Okay, no heart. I wow. promise you. Wow. Okay. <laughs> 
Sarah McLaughlin. I have no heart. <laughs> right. It's I'm Sarah, it's Sarah McLaughlin singing while pictures of sad animals. I could tell you what the end is, screen. but I would fear it's, that that would be as sad as that. You got to find you got to find that episode. So I need to track. You're telling me I need to track down the video games episode of Penn and Teller's bullshit to enjoy a good cry. I can categorically tell you I'm not going to look it up, so I'm free to be spoiled. Yeah, you can spoil me too because there's no way in hell I'm going to do what you're asking. There's a there's like a nine ten year old kid, all right, who who uh, loves first person shooter games, plays them all the time, plays Call of Duty, plays you name it, he plays them. Mm -hmm. His mom is fine with it, and they the theory that they're testing (laughs) is is that okay, this is a kid he plays first person shooters. If your theory that this is going to cause him to be a violent person in real life, uh-huh. I'm going to take him. They take him to a shooting range, uh-huh. and they have like uh, someone from the military there have him fire an actual AR-15. Uh-huh. Right? Yep. Seems like child endangerment. But Goes go there. <laughs> they have it all set up. His parents there. You know, his parents are part of it. They're all right. He goes in, they get him, it's very safe, he's safely there, he takes a shot. <laughs> he just one shot parents. at a target. <laughs> and, he, and, he, and he accidentally well, shot his mother and his mother dies, bleeds no, no, no. <laughs> out in front of him. He, I would maybe cry. And that, would, made, jumps, and that would make me cry. And, they, and then the, he's, well, do you want to take another shot? And he's on, no, no. Right? And that's it. That's how they, that, that's in the middle of the episode. He, they go through that. And they go through more stuff. And then at the end, he says, now, we would be remiss if we didn't show you the rest of what happened to <laughs> God damn it. I'm going to start crying. Just talking about it. <laughs> Let it out. This Let it out. Sean. This is a safe space. Oh, and then they go back to the, to the sequence and the kid is just crying uh-huh. in his mother's arms. Cause it freaked him out. And he's just, and she's just like, it's okay. It's okay. And he's just, and all the pin Gillette says, we're sorry to the kid. And wow. That's how the episode ends. Oh wow! It is, like I said, I'm crying just talking about it. Right <laughs> now. It is a powerful fucking moment. You're the best. Cool. Sorry. No, that's interesting, no. Sean. Where do you say, where do you see great, this show? Is I would that, say that it's on Hulu. It's you on can Hulu. find all okay. the episodes, but it it was a great. <sighs> that show is great. If you have any, I like those guys. if you have any sense of of uh, you know just sort of looking at things from another direction, they oh, go yeah. they talk about uh, all sorts. Of I don't like I don't like Penn. The episode. I'm okay with Teller, but I don't like Penn. <laughs> Penn and what's okay about Teller? <laughs> Penn is like he's got like a real libertarian. They both speak that I don't enjoy. Yeah, but Teller, Teller, Teller is in. About it, Teller, so. Well, he Teller doesn't talk. <laughs> That's my why I'm okay Teller, with him. Teller is <laughs> he in. does not advertise his political. There views. are some there are some episodes <laughs> that are like the one about recycling. You kind of go, okay, I I agree with some of it. Don't agree with some of it. The one they do about vaccinations. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. Is yeah, amazing. I love that one. I, I, yeah. you, you might have seen they've that went viral. The opening to that. Oh, with, Where, with, uh, with, the, with the with them throwing mouse traps? with them throwing no 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 it, they, when they're throwing like grapefruit at oh at they, a screen yeah yeah they take they take a hundred they have like pegs set up on the ground like a hundred of them right right and they're like okay so let's take the premise of that taking vaccination there's like a one in whatever chance that they'll get autism right so they take this screen door this screen and they cover 
one side of all these pegs and they leave the other side open and they sort of knocks off like a couple of pegs. That's like, okay, these are the kids that end up with autism because of, because of vaccinations. Uh huh. And then they proceed to chuck like oranges and shit mm-hmm. at the, and they're like, now this is smallpox and they throw it. And the one with the vaccinations, it just hits the glass and bounces off uh-huh. the side that's not covered by the vaccination. It just destroys huge swaths of the peep of the pegs, you right. know? And it's like the whole point is like, okay, it's still vaccinations are a very good thing. And they're saying this is even if it does, which it do- fucking which, doesn't. Right. And, and the, yeah, exactly that the premise of the, the, the bit is, is, is the premise of the, the whole premise of the anti vaxxer Even if it did movement, the thing that they claim it does, it's still yeah, yeah, it's based on a bullshit scientific sure. exi- uh, uh, paper that has not only been proven wrong, was feloniously proven wrong. Right. The guy's in jail because it was he was he he was so fraudulent. Yeah, he was trying paper. to sell his own uh, more profitable vaccine. I mean, I mean, not no. He was he was he was invested in another vaccine alternative, and that's what he was trying to do was promote his own product. So. Anyways, uh, well, Matt gets a drink, but uh, we want to wait for Matt to open the show. I think, uh, yeah. What was I? Do I have to do that again? <laughs> <laughs> he's relu- yeah. he's reluctantly made his claim on title sequence of this. But Matt Teller is in the Atlas Shrug, one of the Atlas Shrug movies. I think the I, second I'm one. Not, I'm sure that's true, Blake, but he never talks. <laughs> yeah, okay. I have to think about it when I see him. It's impossible to avoid when observing Penn. I've never seen him mention it in a show. (laughs) Well, he says it's uh, definitely true that there's footage of Donald Trump saying racist stuff from The Apprentice. Yeah, but see, like, if he has that, he should just come out with it already. He was, he he, he, he he didn't say he had. He didn't produce the show. He was a contestant on it. I witnessed it. Tapes of it. I just don't have. Yeah, he was in the room when it happened. Good Hamilton yeah. reference. Yeah, get in there. <laughs> little Hamilton drop. <laughs> All right, let's start this thing. Come on. Yeah, let's do. Let's quick. Let's do guns and chips, you guys. Quick. No, nobody. Okay, fine. Never mind. You have the controller. Uh, nobody knows. Oh, I have to do the intro Boy, well, let's first. Inter- let's introduce the show. Let's come on. <laughs>